what is the importance of having a self-care practice such as yoga? And, and would you even consider yoga a, a self-care practice? Um, yes, very much so. Um, uh, but it, it is uh, one of the uh, practice in, in self-care. Uh, because truly to me, uh, self-care is about uh, putting some fundamentals of life together on a regular basis. And, and then yoga can complement that. Because if we only uh, practicing yoga for self-care, that is not sufficient. Because meanwhile, our life is falling apart, means we are not eating healthy or we are not sleeping appropriately we are not exercising our relationships are tense so to me uh, those are even more fundamentals and once we put them together and complement with yoga it is truly a, a, a miraculous uh, addition into the self-care so what i will say that uh, uh, sleep food exercise, work, relationships, and then clothes and home. And those are the actually fundamentals of yoga because those things are recommended in Ayurveda, which is a sister science of yoga. And after that, yoga comes. Right. So would you say like then having this yoga is almost like say like the body and the fascia it's kind of like connecting kind of all those pieces together would that be accurate or very much so because a lot of people don't realize that fascia which is a which is a a, a thick membrane uh, uh, collagen tissue is the largest organ in the body its skin is not it covers blood vessels, nerves, bones, all organs, brain, everything. And the beauty is that fascia also connects to individual cells, affecting the computer of these cells, which are known as microtubules in neurosciences. Mm -hmm. So once you are doing yoga, you are basically stretching the fascia and during that stretch, you are breaking old scars. Because fascia is, according to some, is the most primal brain, the first brain. It doesn't have the structure of the brain, but it functions like the brain because it connects everything in our body. And also, it is an interface of mind and body. That is why, according to some, what we call marma point, shiasu points, acupuncture point, channels and nadis, and the flow of energy actually is primarily located in fascia, and of course in other tissues also. So you can see the importance of physical yoga by stretching the fascia. You are healing mind and body both. So whether so, it is an emotional stress or cognitive stress or physical stress, it leaves its marks and scars on fascia. So then now that, that would be 
at part like the physical part of yoga but but yoga can be other things as well too right when um so like what like what are some things that you would consider yoga that's right so so the first part of the yoga is physical which is quite important uh and it, as i said because even in physical yoga we are affecting mind and body both because in fascia mind and body they they come together mm. and also it is very well known physical yoga affects our brain and through brain it affects hypothalamus pituitary whole of the endocrine gland immune system and each cell of the body but of course that is only one part so second part is we want to integrate mind and body in a harmonious whole and those are the moments we call flow in contemporary science so second part what we call samadhi some kind of samadhis actually samadhis early part of samadhi is nothing else but the experience of flow and during that time not only we have a sense of well being focus energy but creativity a lot of people miss that part of the yoga which is which is mentioned as vichar samadhi in patanjali's yoga so yoga could be a creative thing as well absolutely actually if any uh, person who is practicing yoga deeply going through experiences they have to go through creative step because what is the meaning of creativity creativity means when lot of our experiences they come together and form a new pattern which brings new energy a new way of expressing thing with more wholeness and well being so when i before i got into like the physical part of yoga i guess i would probably be practicing some type of yoga i was a musician i loved playing with music that was my way of getting away and connecting to something and i really felt like i was deeply connecting to something internally when i was doing that but i was also in a in a rough pattern of this work and then i would drink and i would almost try to like it was like i was filling a void or something or like i would purchase stuff as well and like i would be like a shopper and fill my i guess i feel like the need for clothes when i really didn't need the clothes but it was like when i look back at it, i was trying to fill something up so i was practicing some type of yoga but also something was missing and i found it kind of more when i brought in the physical stuff and started it helped me dive a bit deeper that's right yeah so you are very right in saying when you you are a musician you are a painter you are a gardener you are a writer or a scientist you are doing a, a component of yoga but only a component so idea of yoga is to bring another component because then our life becomes creative so i will define a little more to understand it that there is a two types of creativity one is music poetry gardening science this and that but second type of creativity which is yoga's goal is to recreate myself according to my blueprint 
of life with which I was born. So I'm not only producing music, I become that music. I'm not writing only the poetry, I become that poem. I'm not only writing a song, I become that song. And that is a total celebration of life. Because in a lot of creative people's life, they create excellent pieces, but their own life remains uncreated, fragmented, full of problems, sorrow, fear, anxiety. Right. And like when I was getting, or I had this urge to get into yoga, I felt like I had to give up everything, travel to India, go find a mountain in a cave that I could live in and like leave everything behind. But like, we're, we're kind of, we don't have to do that. Like for someone that's looking to just get into this, like we're finding a bit of yoga within the things we do. We just need to deepen it with um, some other care practices and self-reflecting practices. Yeah. And that would fall into like meditation and practicing some asanas. Is that correct? And maybe even even some sound, like Nada Yoga is another. So, That's right. Yeah. So should this be daily, like with these practices? And what if someone was going to look for something more like I was, what's a way to start? All right. Uh, thing is that our daily life is yoga. But what happened in yoga, people thought that they have to follow a certain system. And their system was created by certain teachers. And those teachers were primarily monks. And that too, 2000 years ago, 2200 years ago. When we try to implement that system of a monk who didn't have family, who was not working, and that to 2000 years ago, it is not going to work. That is why whenever people follow any particular system, it's going to fall apart. So what they will do, they will only practice a piece of it. From yoga point of view, my daily life is yoga because yoga is nothing else but uniting, aligning with my life outside and inside in complete harmony. So I can take some element, I can learn from system of yoga, but ultimately it is about my life outside and inside. So with the practice of Nadi Yoga or physical yoga or Pranayam, ultimately I have to discover my own unique personality with which I'm born. And through that practices, I align with my personality. And actually Patanjali mentions in the Niyama, which is the second limb, it is called Swadhyay, self-study. Very important piece which most yoga teacher or yoga practitioners miss. Swadhyay means I'm studying my own life. My personality. 
And once I discover I align with that, I will be in yoga automatically and all other steps slowly I will discover spontaneously rather than disrupting my daily life. So I cannot be a Patanjali. Right. So, so then the practices would, would help us discover that. Yes, but also with practice, we have to understand personality. So I will say there are two cores, two pillars of yoga. Number one, practice. And number two, knowing and understanding my personality. Now, there's some stuff that has been brought up in uh, your classes that I've, uh, that I've found very intriguing and um, actually how some of it kind of got developed into all everything that I'm doing now, but the importance of being your own guru. And what do we actually mean when we say that? Right. Uh, thing is that our body, our emotions, our thoughts, they have their own innate intelligence. We are born with that intelligence. But what happens, the way we are brought up, the intelligence or the knowledge or the systems from outside are imposed on us. Because when we are growing as children, we are getting education and learning in schools and university. So in that process, we forget that we have inner intelligence, which is our group. And also that is the most ancient intelligence. It is 3.8 billion years old when the first cell was born on earth. And we carry those cells and they survive beautifully. That is why we are here as human beings. So whole idea is to, to discover that inner intelligence, that inner wisdom. So, and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, finish. Yeah. So, so there is no harm in learning from outside because which will add, which will clarify. But nonetheless, goal of all yoga is to finally discover that inner self, inner intelligence, inner guru, inner wisdom. Right. So we're born, we have this innate wisdom kind of within us, yes. and then we are conditioned through social, I guess, paths that we have, we have led, and those leave imprints in us, and, or almost like layers, like an onion, and do we need to peel some of those off as we're to help discover? And is yoga like that path that we kind of help peel those layers off to help discover? Exactly. Because that inner intelligence, inner wisdom, unique life energy is always waiting there. But it is covered by these non-essential knowledge or systems or conditioning. So yoga is the process to, to differentiate what is essential, what is core, and what is non-essential and gradually we took away non-essential so what is left is essential and also additional knowledge we receive from outside which is necessary for our daily living mm -hmm. 
the techno technical knowledge, the psychological knowledge, because we have to have education, we have to have job, we have we are having a family, we have to function in the world. But primarily now, center of our life is not outside, but inside. We are centered, we are grounded in this intelligence of the body, emotions, feelings, and thought. And from there, our life is governed. So we are the master, not the slave anymore to anything which is outside us. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to play a bit, I guess, maybe a bit naive. I, I mean, I live a fairly good lifestyle. I'm, I eat healthy as best I can. I try to get through the day as best we can with the kids and, and been working on my emotions. And I want to go deeper within myself. How am I doing that? Am I meditating or am I just practicing uh, asanas? Right. As I mentioned to me, the, the knowing or understanding your personality will take you much deeper than only the practice. Right. Okay. That's perfect. And, yeah. Yes. So personality and practice, they have to be combined in harmonious wholeness. So understanding my personality and by meditation and yoga and breath work, I'm becoming more and more aware of those qualities in me, and which are the part of my personality. And understanding your personality is also going to lead you to a practice that is good for you as well, because there's so many. Exactly. Exactly. Because different type of personality need different type of physical yoga, different type of breath work, different type of meditation. Right. One size doesn't fit all. And now your classes and your teachings, you touch on this. Actually, uh, uh, no class of ours is complete without, without exploring personality. And of course, practice also combined. Right. Okay, well, we're going to end it here for today. And uh, I just want to thank you, Juvasu, for coming on and sharing uh, your wisdom and insight. And anybody who wants to uh, learn more about Juvasu's teachings, where he will fill you in deep with all these and help you find your personality. I went through it. It was amazing. I shouldn't say I went through it. I got to share it with Juvasu. It was awesome. And uh, so please check out Juvasu at juvasu.org and you can follow him on Instagram at juvasumd. Thanks again for Juvasu for sharing your time with us and we'll see you next time on the podcast.